Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Hey y'all. Hey. Hola. We're back with another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what number is this? 32, 33? No, it's like, hold on. This is, I think it's like 35. 35. I feel like we should know. <laughs> I was going, um, I was going to make up a little cough because I thought I was, um, I thought I might be lead investigator today. Right, <laughs> you don't just look at the, the podcast yeah, right. and see. We're gonna put a calendar. Listen, no, because I knew I knew it was you. I knew it was Aaron, but then like on the way here, I completely forgot. No, oh shit! Oh, you had one of those the ABC murders. Now I always remember because Aaron kicked it off, and then you followed up, and then I closed the circle. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'll never forget. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I just go to the podcast and see. You're more organized than us, Aaron. You're responsible. I don't get it. My brain is made out of mashed potatoes. Like, you can't suggest things like that. I didn't. I didn't even have the thought until I hit the driveway, and I'm like, Ooh, "Please, I'm not now, friend." I was sipping a smoothie, and I'm like, "Is it me? Am I the drama?" But you yeah, know, it's not. So I'm good. Uh, I'm well, I'm not Aaron is lead investigator. Yes. So, okay. Um, current and crime. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. See? Um, okay. Current and crime. So I have an article in front of me from the New York Post. It was published on June 17th of this year. The headline is Woman Eaten by 20 Pet Cats After Collapsing Dead. Oh, my God. So creepy. Oh, my God. Okay. A woman. <laughs> the oh. thing that's creepiest to me is 20 cats. Yes. Like, that's the part where I'm like. So I'm she a was, cat parent, and I just always think about the fact that if I die at home alone, my cats are going to eat me, just because that's what they do. Yeah, like wait. that's not. This is not the first story of like this. That's what I they do. I didn't know here long enough. Like it, once your body starts to like, and dogs know. don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just you hear about cats doing it. Okay. Um, a woman was eaten by her twenty cats after she collapsed at home and was not discovered by cops for two weeks. Police were horrified when they discovered the partially eaten remains of the woman, who has not been named, after receiving a call from a concerned co-worker. The woman was a cat breeder who kept the 20 giant Maine Coon pedigree cats in her home. Cops were alerted by one of her employees who said she could not contact her boss. Inside her home, police found her partially eaten body surrounded by the hungry cats. Not they were just sitting there watching. Police believe she had been dead for two weeks as they probed her decomposing remains. She was found at the property in... Batysk, Batysk, Rostov region, Russia. The cats were left alone on their own for two weeks. There was no food, so what else to eat, said one animal rescue expert who cared for some of the surviving cats. It's understandable, right? They ate what there was. I don't know if understandable is the word. I mean, it is coming from an animal perspective, right? Um, I guess so. (laughs) Some of the healthier cats have now been rehomed to new owners for just 29 pounds each. I don't know if I could take a cannibal cat or a human eating cat. No, or a cat that fucking big. I just looked at what a man. Twenty nine. Yeah, man coons get pretty. These are big. these cats are huge. Yeah. Look at that. That's a dog. They're bigger than dogs sometimes. Oh my! In twenty of them. Yeah. Damn. Also, the name Maine Coon. That's just funny to me. <laughs> They're beautiful cats. Though. They are. They're really pretty. It is not known. Reports local media whether their new owners were told of their taste for human flesh. Oh please. <laughs> 
Maine coon cats are noted for their large size and originated in the U.S. state of Maine. It's an extremely popular pedigree cat breed, currently occupying the number three slot on the world pet cat popularity list. It is normally known for its passive nature and is often known as the gentle giant. Studies have found that cat owners who die at home risk being eaten alive by their hungry monkeys. <laughs> the way they're saying that. No. Right, the New York Post be quiet. <laughs> um, Science has made a shocking find after two cats broke into their research center to feast on decomposing corpses in Colorado, U.S. The pair repeatedly came back to the bodies over several weeks, showing a taste for arm tissues, as well as for flesh around the chest and, and shoulders. I'm sorry. Uh, they got way too specific. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, the ham hocks and the fat that Right. Like, they can't just eat rats and stuff. They, right. I mean, I'm sure you I keep looking at rats. your cat like, <laughs> look at here. Y'all are scavengers. That's literally what scavengers do. <sighs> Strangely, each feline found a cadaver they liked and stuck with it, choosing to munch on the just, uh, just the one corpse rather than down on a selection. The main theory is that cats are picky eaters, said scientist Sarah Garcia, an author of a new study on the case. Once they find a food they like, they'll stick with it. Stories of people living alone who are devoured by their starving cats after they die have been doing the rounds for years. In 2013, a woman who died in her home near Southampton, my cat is walking close to Erin. Right. She's looking at her. It's hilarious. I don't trust you. I don't trust you, home. <laughs> um, stories of people living alone who have been who are devoured by their starving cats after they die have been doing the rounds for years. In 2013, a woman who died in her home near Southampton had entire body parts eaten by her three ginger tabby cats. One American man in his early 30s was found days after his death with his head, neck, and part of his arm completely deflushed by his 10 pet cats, according to scientists. Despite multiple recorded cases, no one had managed to study the practice scientifically until the study in 2020. The research was published in the Journal of Forensic Sciences. I'm shook at people having more than two cats. That feels like... I don't know, oppressive. Yeah. Especially yeah. those big ass cats. Yes. That's what I of them? I mean, she's a breeder, right? Did they say that in the article? Yeah. Okay. But still, I wouldn't want to take care of that many cats. Mm-hmm. I have two, and sometimes I'd be like, wow. That's wild. <laughs> Somebody can come get a cat if they want. Sorry, oh. Stokely. Oh, Stokely. <laughs> Whichever one you are. The one you're looking at. The <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was terrifying. But, I mean, it seems like that's, like, a pretty normal occurrence. Yeah. I mean, once you're dead, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I wouldn't want to know that my loved one got eaten by their cats. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a certain level of silliness to it also. And that's why another reason why I wouldn't want to know. Because in the back of my mind, like, (laughs) 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 but it's still mostly creepy. It's also like, I feel like, you know, you get those really weird cat people that would be like, oh, I kind of want this. Ew, please. Eric, why'd you have to take it there? I watch Hoarders. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. Oh my God. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen one episode. I haven't seen that one, but I can totally get the connection you're making right now. Because I remember watching an episode where this woman literally had just I mean, tens upon tens, if not hundreds of cats. Oh, oh God, it was horrible. And then there were so many of them that were, like, dead. Like, oh. underneath the couch. She had dead ones in the freezer. She oh, kept them in the freezer because she couldn't bear with getting... But you can... Be, they were in the freezer next to her food? I don't know if she had I food. mean, there was nothing edible in her entire house. It was, like, oh, filled so with cat shit. Oh, yeah. Dead cats. Just, and, like, not one of the cats was healthy because they were living in like a cesspool. Yeah, and that was the way they convinced her to actually do something about it. Like they yeah. had to really break it down to her that it was like 
she was abusing the kids. Oh, I Which was sad because I felt like she thought that she was like over loving them. Yeah. And then to like have to get the realization that you're abusing them. And then they had to put a bunch of them down. Yeah. It was sad as fuck. It was also disgusting. Very much so. Yeah, you'll never catch me out here with more than two cats. If I date somebody and they got a cat and they're trying to move in, we're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> like, that's your cat. I'm not yeah, taking care of them at say all. your apartment. Yeah. No. You can move in, but the cat got to stay there. <laughs> Just keep the apartment for the cat. Right. Figure it out. Because <laughs> Dulce is enough. Like, the bitch is aggressively affectionate. She I had two of them? Oh, no. She be headbutting the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, um, what Jasmine call it, making biscuits. Like, mm-hmm. doing the look. <laughs> this little shit. <laughs> but her biscuits are sharp. Yes. I mean, her biscuits be gentle, but don't say be like, hey, <laughs> little flesh flesh. <laughs> you don't say flesh. Ooh, she's probably trying to eat us. No, no, thank you. Totally. <laughs> oh my God. Never gonna look at cats the same. Cats are shit I'm always skeptical of them. Creatures. They're too smart for my liking. Mm. Yeah, I like y'all. <laughs> All right. Since I have to spend time with you, I like you. <laughs> no more. Right. Uh, okay, we will be back with the main story. Okay, y'all, we're back with um, the main story, and I am the lead investigator, Aaron. <laughs> if you don't know our voices by now. Um, okay, so um, this is the story of the Slender Man stabbing. Mm, sounds familiar. Have y'all heard this? I've heard of Slender Man. Hmm? Is it from Massachusetts? Yeah, I think so. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I think? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge c- us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, that girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch. While we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy. And cunty. With us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big cu- Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On The Big Cunty Couch. Mwah. Okay, so um, content warnings, there's murder, bullying, there's mention of suicide and mental illness. Okay, let's get into it. So June 10th, 2009 was the birth of Slenderman. Do y'all remember when this was happening? Not like literally the birth, but like it appeared online. I remember it as like a meme, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about like it the background. Yeah. I remember the shit. I was scared. <laughs> I'm the type of person that's scared of this. Do y'all remember Momo? No. Oh my god, no. Momo was scary as shit. I could see it. I don't in know my what a Momo head is. Right now. I hate. It was like that little like thing that would pop up in the middle of like YouTube videos. They're supposedly like targeting kids. But this shit was terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> I miss that era. If you feel like you want to look it up, <laughs> okay. no, don't look it up. You want to sleep tonight? <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, the the birth birth of Slender Man was on June tenth, two thousand nine. And- 2009 and it was created by eric knudsen who was going by the um, name victor surge on this website called something awful so the website was having a contest a photoshop contest for users to create paranormal images 
and Eric contributed two black and white images to the contest. And both of the images were like photographs and they included groups of children playing on a playground. So the children would be in the foreground and then the background was this really like super unnaturally tall, thin character lurking. He had a featureless face. So his face was like completely white and he was usually depicted as wearing a black suit. And, um, within each of these two images that he submitted to the contest, he included two quotes. So the first quote was, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. So this was supposedly from witnesses from this scene that is in this photograph. So the second quote said, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. A fire at the library occurred one week later and the actual photograph was confiscated as evidence. So basically the story behind these photos that he submitted to the contest was that uh, after this picture was taken with all these children playing in the park with Slender Man behind them, a week later, the 14 children just vanished. And they said that they vanished because of Slender Man. And they also said that there was this huge fire at the library where these photographs were held, but they were able to confiscate them. And now the police have them as evidence. So that's the story. But what he submitted is like his own Photoshop for the contest. Mm -hmm. And that's the story he made up behind the photos. Okay. So it kind of turned into its own like fictional like story, which had never been done before. So these pictures started to like gain a lot of interest and um, it basically went viral. So it started off on the thread of this photo contest. People started taking Slenderman and like, creating fan art and cosplay and like online fiction around this character. And then it started like moving away from this website and onto like mainstream internet, which is probably where we saw it Mm, as like just kids on the internet. So some of the online fiction, which was known as creepy pasta, which is like horror stories that were told in like short little snippets that would spread from site to site. So they basically go viral and um, Slender Man started to move away from, like, this original character that, that Eric Knudsen created, and he started to become, like, the subject of many stories. And a lot of people were creating, like, background for him and all this stuff. So one user created the first video series that involved Slender Man, and they called it Marble Hornets. I don't know why. It's, like, <laughs> random. They're, they don't – nobody knows why. Yeah. So um, just 10 days after the original videos were posted – they created this YouTube page where they posted these um, different videos and they basically looked like found footage, kind of like Blair Witch Project project type stuff. So basically the whole premise was that there was a film student that was working on a really long feature length project and he just randomly stopped working on it. And his friend was like, what happened? Like, why do you stop working? So he started looking through the footage and he realized that Slender Man would be in the background of all of his footage. Okay. So he got freaked out. He thought Slender Man was stalking him, and he stopped creating the film. Um, so I went on the web or the YouTube channel. It's still up. You can watch all the videos. And as of yesterday, the um, YouTube channel has six hundred thousand subscribers, and all of the videos total over a hundred million views. 
So people were watching this shit and eating it up. Oh my goodness. And outside of this, there were other YouTube channels and like Twitter threads that talked about Slender Man. And in 2012, they actually had a video game about him <laughs> called Slender the Eight Pages. And within the first month, it was downloaded over 2 million times. And there were other games, like they even had a game for iOS, iPhone, wow. <laughs> and it was the second most popular app downloaded. I think that might have been another place that I've heard of it. Or yeah. Because I just, I thought it was strictly just like, I don't know, like folklore based off of like some video game or some yeah. PC game or something like that. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it did turn into folklore, but it was just off of this like photo contest. That's yeah. so funny. That's so there weird. is a different like legend of the Slender Man that I think comes from Europe, but it was basically like a story parents would tell their kids and like... If you weren't good, the Slender Man is basically going to come, like, eat you. Is this, oh, like, wow. a long time ago, or it was kind of... It was a long time ago. Okay, so maybe that's where they got, like, the inspiration, the inspiration and then they created an image to go along maybe. with it or something. Yeah. So, people were obsessed. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so weird. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I graduated high school in 2009. Like, I'm surprised. Maybe it was, like, like, you were, like, this isn't... Like, this, like is this is silly, foolish. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I keep wrong with this. I'm a high school graduate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because Slender Man was fictional, he kind of like evolved past like whatever reference he had. So, there was never outside of this like fictional story they had created, there was nothing that like explained who the character was. So, people were basically able to like adapt it to whatever they wanted. And that's kind of what allowed it to become like super, super scary because you kind of like filled in what his, what he does and what his background is with like your worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. So in, after like a lot of adaptation and stuff, he ended up becoming this like, what am I trying to say? Like Boogeyman? Yeah, Boogeyman, basically. And he, there were all these shared characteristics that people kind of were like, okay, so this is who Slender Man is after it had already been adapted a million times. So he was still very tall and thin. He ended up having these tentacles, like tentacle-like arms that would come out of his back. Mm-hmm. And those could like extend and capture prey. So he still had this featureless face, but sometimes people would put a face on it. But the story behind that was his face was different for every single person. So if I looked at him, he looked different than if you looked at him. Okay. Creepy. I hate that. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Y'all, you're welcome right for right me now. to continue talking about this because I was scared the whole fucking time. <laughs> Even though I know it's not real, it doesn't matter. You don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Aaron said, bitch. <laughs> I ain't never seen Aaron whip her hair off so quick. Like, no, I didn't make up the story. <laughs> You know what else is? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, okay, so he was like um, associated with the forest or like abandoned locations, really creepy stuff. They also said he had the ability to teleport. Some people say he could like hover over the tree line. Mm-hmm. Creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. And they also said that being close to him could trigger this thing called slender sickness, which basically was like rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. so early stories of this which is interesting with what you said was that slender man targeted kids so all these children on the internet were like freaked out because they felt like this slender man was coming specifically for for them and um even some stories said that the kids would be driven insane or like do insane things on his behalf Mm. so um 
And some also say that learning and like investigating more about Slender Man would draw his attention and he would come for him. Coming for you, girl. (laughs) If you're a kid and if you try to find out more about Slender Man, then he's going to come get you. Yeah. He coming up to everybody. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just <laughs> so um, the idea that he existed on children kind of came from the Marble Hornets that YouTube channel I was telling you about, and they said that he would lure the children into the woods and convince them to kill others in order to become members of his what they call proxy. So they also offered the idea that Slenderman interfered with videos and audio recordings, and they didn't really like ever show or describe any type of violence or anything because they wanted that to be a mystery like people never really knew what happened after like a certain point so um most people were just more so entertained by slender man or like carter didn't even know that he was a thing (laughs) but there were a lot of kids on the internet who thought that he was real it reminds me of a specific kind of horror that's called um uh dread Mm. like the the specific kind of horror where you never really get to feel the satisfaction of like the thing it just makes you feel like the anxiety of it and like the buildup of it yeah that's exactly that kind of horror is like it almost makes you feel physically ill like the way the buildup works yeah that's exactly what it is exactly because it's so horrifying people don't even enjoy it yeah yeah so, um, and now we can get into the story. So, Peyton. Damn, that wasn't the story? <laughs> that was background. <laughs> oh, Lord. I thought we were just having a light week. <laughs> no. You didn't hear me just say some people believe that he was real? Okay, anyway. Peyton Lutner met Morgan Geyser when they were both in the fourth grade. And Peyton said that she went to sit by Morgan because Morgan was sitting by herself and she didn't want her to be by herself, Mm. which is sweet. Um, In a later interview, I'm sorry, I just said that. So the two were inseparable. They had sleepovers all the time. They would go roller skating and they bonded over their love for cats. They would play make pretend and act like characters in Harry Potter, Star Wars. I feel like normal fourth grade year old shit. Mm. So Morgan even nicknamed Peyton Bella. It was just a nickname she gave her, and they became best friends. I'm sure, it had everything to do with Twilight. Yeah, it had to. Because it was, <laughs> was that did like that track as far as yeah. time? Yeah, Breaking Dawn Part Two was coming out soon. Damn, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Might I don't know. Part One. I don't know the Somewhere years, but it sounds time. about right. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. Um, Peyton said that she loved Morgan's sense of humor and her imagination, and um, she usually expressed her imagination imagination through her drawings. But their relationship quickly changed when they were going into sixth grade when Morgan made a new friend while she was waiting at the bus, and her name is Anissa Wire. So Peyton said that she really didn't like Anissa, but she just hung out with her because she knew that Morgan liked her, mm-hmm. which sounds like, you know, the typical, I have three friends, one always gets left out type thing. Yeah. So Peyton... Not just, No. Right. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Peyton described Anissa as cruel. And um, she felt that Anissa was kind of jealous that Morgan had other friends um, outside of just her. So Anissa and Morgan lived in the same apartment complex. They would ride to school and they spent a lot of time together. And they also bonded over their interest in Slenderman. So as the friendship grew, so did their interest and it soon became an obsession. And they thought that it was real. Peyton wasn't into Slenderman. She was scared of him and she just didn't want to be involved at all. 
So um, with Anissa and Morgan obsessed and Peyton not really wanting to do anything with it, it left her, it made her left out. Morgan and Anissa would mess with Peyton when it came to Slenderman, like try to scare her Mm. and they would send her links to posts about him. They would send her messages like Slenderman's going to get you in your sleep. And she was just not fucking with it. Yeah. That is mean. So looking back on everything, Morgan was showing signs that she needed help with her mental health. But at the time she wasn't really getting any help. They kind of just felt like she wasn't good in school and she was just kind of being a bad kid, but she would have outbursts in class she would find insects and throw them at the kids in class, which, you know, her mom was also called because Morgan brought a hammer to school one day. Oh, no. And she got suspended because of that. To do what? They to don't know. Somebody right. I'm, I'm assuming she was trying to hurt somebody, but it didn't get that far. Right. So Anissa was a good student, and she was kind of the person that would stick up for the underdog, and Morgan was kind of that person. She was, like, a little immature, and she would get bullied by other people. So Anissa was there to, like, beat people up if they talk shit about Morgan. That was kind of their relationship. And... By the time they all got further into their sixth grade year, Peyton was actually becoming more social and making more friends. So Anissa and Morgan started to become jealous of her and would like make fun of her. They said that Morgan would call her a bitch all the time and just talk shit about her behind her back because they were jealous of her newfound popularity. Mm. And um, Morgan's 12th birthday was on May 16th, 2014. And about two Florence. weeks later, <laughs> makes sense. And about two weeks later, on May 30th, 2014, she was having a birthday party sleepover with Anissa and Peyton. So Peyton's mom remembered that she was really excited about the party. She was like, I finally get to hang out with my friends again. Like, they want to spend more time with me and stuff like that. So they went roller skating for a couple of hours and they went back to Morgan's house and they fell asleep after they played with their American Girl dolls. Aww. Yeah, it, like those little details just show me how young they really are. Right. Okay. It's just wild for what's to come. Because during the story, I like kind of drifted off into the thought that they were probably closer to like 14, mm-hmm. yeah. 14, 15 years old. I was like, oh, they're kids. They're yeah. kids. They're, six, they're in sixth grade at this they're point. She's turning 12. So um, Peyton remembered that it was kind of weird that Morgan didn't really want to stay up all night because that's typically what they did when they had sleepovers, but she was kind of just like, maybe she's tired, whatever. So the next morning, Peyton woke up and there was no one in the room. So she put on her a t-shirt and she went downstairs and she found Anissa and Morgan um, like huddled around the computer. So they ate donuts for breakfast, and then they hung out, they played dress up a little bit, and they played with some silly putty. They would, like, stick it to the ceiling and wait for it to fall down. <laughs> um, later, Morgan asked this her... This like a lit-ass sleepover. I'm not even going to hold you. I, I kind of want to do this. <laughs> right? Like, we can definitely have a sleepover just like this. Like, like uh, dress up as Harry Potter. Yes! yes. Oh, my God. Please, let's <laughs> do it. I need Raven Paw Gang Gang. So they're in. Here with Simon Hufflepuff, but I don't I wish I would say so. Uh, <laughs> Hufflepuff is the lamest one. It's so vanilla. They're they're loyal. Carter just called me vanilla. They're sweetie. I mean, friend, I love you so much. <laughs> it's okay. Let's get back to the story. <laughs> so um, later, Morgan asked her mom if they could go play at a nearby park called David's Park. So nor- later on, Morgan's mom said that 
normally she wouldn't let her go to the park by herself, but because it was her birthday and it was in the middle of the day and that there were three of them, she didn't think that anything bad would happen. So she was just like, okay, okay go ahead. It's a local park. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I could. <laughs> so as the three girls left Morgan's house, Morgan slightly lifted up the side of her jacket to show Anissa a knife that she had stolen from her kitchen and that she now had tucked into her waistband. So before we continue with that, I'm going to kind of go back six months. So Morgan and Anissa are fully obsessed with Slenderman. They even started calling him Slender. And in December of 2013, Morgan... they gave him the monster's nickname. (laughs) (laughs) In December of 2013, Morgan suggests to Anissa that they become proxies for Slenderman. And if you remember that in order to become a proxy you had to kill someone to show your dedication to Slenderman. So Anissa was immediately on board, and it was then that they started plotting the killing of Morgan's best friend, Peyton. So Anissa later stated, quote, an actual quote, I was excited because I wanted to prove that he existed, because there were a bunch of skeptics out there saying that he didn't. So for months, the two girls coordinated their plan, And they would whisper and use code names in public so that they didn't raise suspicion. The word for knife that they would use is cracker. And for killing, they would say itch. So you're going to itch somebody with a cracker? (laughs) Right. I'm just like, but like back to your point about like how young they actually were. Like this is so ridiculous. This is like beyond ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So the plan was that they would invite Peyton to Morgan's birthday party where they would all be alone together. They would kill her. And then they would walk to Slenderman's mansion that they believed was in the National Forest in northern Wisconsin. And there Slenderman would welcome the girls with his long open arms. So on the day of Morgan's 12th birthday party, Morgan and Lisa went to Morgan's house before they picked Peyton up. And while they were there, they packed a backpack with clothes, granola bars, water bottles, and a picture of Morgan's family. She said that she didn't want to forget what they looked like when she was living with Slenderman. What? Okay, so now we're back up to the walk to the park. And um, once they got there, they got into a pretty intense fight. Like so, a physical fight? Mm-hmm. So this fight happened in the bathroom at the park. Anissa hit Peyton's head into the wall while Morgan was holding her into place. And they were basically trying to incapacitate her. And once it was clear that it didn't work and and, um, Peyton didn't pass out, Morgan began to freak out. And she started pacing and singing and just (laughs) doing weird shit and clearly freaking out. So Anissa told Peyton to go outside so that she could console Morgan. And she later said that she had to calm her down by petting her like a cat. I'm so <clears throat> so. Peyton just went outside and waited for them. Mm-hmm. After like, they just be her? put the fight on hold, and I'm gonna just step out real quick. Mm-hmm. Girl, run! <laughs> what? Also, kids are weird as fuck. I can see weird. being the friend who. <laughs> Yeah, I could I could see myself not the murder part, the petting like a cat though. I could just see like I was in the like remember those role play chat rooms? Mm-hmm. Like AOL times like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was like a fox person mm-hmm. and my friend was like a vampire. Sometimes I was a werewolf. Like I <laughs> that part weirdly makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, bitch, you're 
fucking weird. But the, I was one of those weird ass kids who like read manga and like I just I could see that making sense. Well, Everything right? else <laughs> is the last episode of the no, no, no. I'd never leave a Slenderman. Um, I would never try to stab my friend in the park bathroom to go live with the Slenderman in the woods. Like, that part killed me because it's like, how do you know he wants you to stay with him? Like, that was right. like the thing. Like, the whole story was you do this sacrificial killing and then you can stay with him and he won't, like, hurt you or your family. Oh, okay. Like, it, that was the trade off. It's very. I feel like we talk about it, but we don't like how impressionable children's minds are and how media really like, because mm-hmm. I guess a part of it is that it's like, it's so hard to monitor what your kids have access to now. Like, right. And even in 2009, 2012, whatever year this was like, at that point it was like one of those things, like if you have a computer, if your kid has a cell phone or if your kid has any freedom at all in the world, they have access to whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Damn, it is like kind of a losing battle. Like you do your best, I guess, to build a relationship with your kid and let them know why they can't engage certain media and hope that they listen. But it really can fuck you up. Yeah, especially when it's like the most popular thing on the internet. And the whole point is to make people believe that it's real. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid, you believe it. No discernment whatsoever. At all. So there weren't really a lot of details as to why the question that you all had, why did Peyton stay? Um, but I, I think it's just because those are her friends. Yeah. She's, she's in disbelief. She doesn't think that what they were doing was trying to hurt her at the time. And she was just like, kill her. Right. Like maybe she, I, I don't know what she could have thought, but I can see like at 12 years old, you're not like thinking oh these people are trying the people that are closest to me are trying to hurt me i need to leave Mm -hmm. so anyway she stayed with them and they began playing hide and seek in a wooded area and that idea was suggested by anisa so anisa told peyton that she should hide on the ground and cover herself with sticks and leaves so peyton does that like okay i mean i guess (laughs) and in later interviews peyton said that this was clearly a trick to get her on the ground. So Peyton remembers hearing the girls, like, you know, when you count down, like Mm -hmm. they counted down super quick, like 10, you know, like that. And then they were talking to each other while they were looking for her, but she couldn't really hear exactly what they were saying. Why we got two seekers and one hider? (laughs) That's my question. Honestly, getting knocked out probably did something to her brain. Well, she didn't actually get, I mean, she did, Oh, in her head, head yeah. but I mean, maybe she was yeah. probably like delirious, and she was just like, "Okay, maybe if I just go with them, Do this I'll be able to make it home." Right? Yeah. At that point, so all of a sudden, while Peyton's laying down covered in leaves, um, she sees Morgan crouched over her, holding a five-inch-long steak knife. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, it turns up a little bit. <laughs> so Anissa tells Morgan. And I'm hoping you don't resonate with this. <laughs> she tells Morgan, Kitty now, go ballistic, go crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the situation. <laughs> no, I don't resonate with that. Okay, good. <laughs> I've been roleplay like in the chat room. Like when you were just... <laughs> and maybe just embodied a little too much, a little too much anime. You thought maybe, yes, I'm a um, cat, but like not a tat cat. No, I get it. No, I get it. I mean, like when we were that age, like Twilight was all the rage. Like yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. As long as it doesn't get to this point. No. <laughs> so yeah, tell me I could become a vampire. I definitely would have been in the woods looking for the vampires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like kids were doing that. Yeah. 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 
So um, she said, Anissa tells Morgan, Kitty now, go ballistic, go crazy. And right before Morgan began stabbing Peyton, she told Peyton, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat. So the talking that Peyton couldn't make out before they came and stabbed her was actually Morgan and Anissa arguing over who was going to be the one to stab her. They kept handing the knife back and forth. And Anissa eventually, I'm sorry, Anissa eventually told Morgan, quote, you have to do it because I'm too squeamish. Then don't do, nobody <laughs> then do don't it. kill your fucking friend. Right? Like, how about get out of there? You too squeamish, but you want to go live with a man whose whole, like, <laughs> thing is killing people? Right. I'm so confused. <laughs> so Morgan stabbed Peyton 19 times. Oh my God. Excuse me. In the arms, legs, and the torso. Two of the wounds Excuse me. <laughs> Two of the wounds were to major organs. Jesus. One went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and her stomach. And one missed a major artery of her heart by less than a millimeter. And when Morgan finally climbed off of her, Peyton screamed, I hate you. I trusted you. And then she tried to stand up and she told them, I can't see. I can't walk. I can't breathe. So Anissa took Peyton's hand and told her to lay down because that way she would lose her lose blood slower. And she told her, me and, Pey- me and Morgan are going to get help. We'll be right back. So Peyton doesn't remember the details around the stabbing, but she does remember that the girls saying that they were going to get help was a lie. So after Morgan and Anissa left, Peyton mustered enough strength to drag her body out of the woods into a nearby road where she could be seen. Wow. And Greg Steinberg, a man that was just riding his bike, noticed Peyton and he called the police. So when the When the police got there, she was with it enough to tell them that Morgan Geyser was the one who stabbed her. So an ambulance quickly arrived and rushed her to the hospital and her parents met her there and it took two nurses to count all of her stab wounds. Oh my God. And during six hours of intensive surgery, the doctors patched up her critical wounds. And they considered um, that the puncture to her chest that nearly missed her heart was a miracle. Mm. And the doctor, his name is Dr. John Kellerman, said, quote, if the knife had gone the width of a human hair further, she wouldn't have lived. So how in the world is that possible? It's so wild. So when Peyton woke up from surgery, she had to rely on an intubation tube in her lungs to breathe. Oh, no. So at this point, well, after Peyton had gone through all of this, Morgan and Anissa were in custody. The Waukesha, so it's, I want to say Waukesha, but I know that's not what it is. It's Waukesha County Police Department had begun searching for them um, directly after Peyton was taken to the hospital. They knew who they were looking for. Right. So they found them sitting in the grass near Interstate 94 near a furniture store. And they estimate that they had walked about five hours Although they had stopped at Walmart to wash their friend's blood from the knife and from their hands, their clothes were still, like, covered in blood. And they both immediately confessed, telling the police that their plan was to walk to the Slenderman mansion. So when I was researching this case, it was really interesting, but because it's so recent, we have a lot of, like, interrogation footage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can see the videos of these girls being interrogated, and it's creepy and scary yeah i'm sure and then also how did y'all think y'all was gonna find the mansion 
<laughs> like they're just gonna keep walking. They had a hunch and a dream. Like, yeah, I don't think they. I feel like they didn't think that far. You're gonna pull up in your bloody clothes and just be like, "What's up? Yeah, yeah. we did it with some granola bars." And you said where they stopped at? They stopped at a furniture store and at Walmart to clean off. Yeah, <laughs> truly, children. This yeah. children this doesn't make yeah. any sense. It, yeah, all. there's no yeah. So during their interrogations, Anissa and Morgan were felt differently about the situation clearly by the way that they talked about it so anisa said in her taped air interrogation that quote i was told if i didn't do something my family would be in danger so anisa said that mm -hmm. so it seemed that her motive to kill Caden was because she was afraid that slender man would kill her family Mm -hmm. which i mean i don't know so when asked about how she felt about stabbing her best friend morgan i'm sorry when asked about how she felt about stabbing her best friend. Morgan stated, quote, I thought about it, but then I decided that remorse wouldn't get me anywhere. It's easier to live without regrets. And she says this while she's still covered in her friend's blood. In the interrogation... Do they even know whether or not Peyton's alive at this point? The girls? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Wow. They think she's dead. Yeah, yeah they, think, they think she's killed her. If you watch the interrogation videos, Morgan's, like, twirling around and, like, just like that would creep me out it's terrifying and like people who do shit like that and they don't care i feel like that's creepier than somebody who's like violent or you know, yeah like, yeah who did it and confessed or something like that. yeah yeah oh my god don't creep me the fuck out yeah she's just acting like it's a normal day she's talking to them like chipper like and, carly quinn vibes yeah very much yeah so she also told investigators quote you have no idea how difficult it was not to tell anybody. It was a flawless plan, actually. So this is when the investigators know that they actually had three different plans of how they were going to complete this sacrifice, sacrificial killing. So the first plan was that they were going to kill Peyton at the sleepover while she was sleeping. <laughs> In Morgan's parents' house. Doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. So the reason yeah. why that didn't work is because they were too sleepy from the roller rink. <laughs> So the second one was to kill Peyton in the bathroom at the park. But um, in Morgan, after they had gone to the bathroom to like suss out the situation, noted that there was even a drain there for the blood. Anissa told investigators that she read on the internet that it's easier to kill people when they're asleep or unconscious. And it's easier if you don't look at them in their eyes. So that plan didn't work because they weren't able to knock her out. Mm. So the third plan is what they actually did, which was killing her in the woods while they played hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And Morgan told investigators, quote, people who trust you become very gullible. It's kind of sad. So Morgan is showing like sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like very. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is more than just a little bit of Slender Man lore. Yeah. It feels like. Mm-hmm. So during the interrogation, Morgan would go back and forth saying she doesn't remember the stabbing or she doesn't remember who did it. And she tried to say that Anissa was the one behind the whole plan. But Anissa was super calm during her interview and she was perfectly fine with explaining every single little thing, why they did it, what happened and everything like that. She said that they had to earn Slenderman's trust and if they killed a friend that they would be safe and then they would go live with him and he wouldn't hurt her family. They said that in the interview? Mm-hmm. They said that's why they did it. As if that's going to make sense. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. I see right. it. Right. I get it. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. So after two hours into the interrogations, Morgan asked the investigators, is she dead? And they told her, quote, she lived and she's at the hospital. And after finding out she lived, Anissa perked up and asked if she'd be able to go back to school. 
And Nisa asked if Nisa would be able to go back to school? Yeah, after she found out. Mm-mm, girl. You won't go to jail. She's like, oh, she didn't die. I can go back to school. So the, um, the kids at their school figured out what happened with Peyton, and they wanted to, like, support her. So they knew that Peyton loved cats, and they were like, oh, we can paint whiskers on our face one day to support her. But the adults and the teachers and stuff were like, no, um, yeah. because there was, you know, they knew the details of the story and they thought it would be traumatizing yeah. to Peyton to have that cat imagery because of what Morgan was saying, which is mm. sad because Peyton also loved cats. Right. Okay. So while Morgan and Anissa were being held at the police station, investigators started going through all their personal belongings. And in Morgan's room and locker, they found notebooks with writings about Slenderman and over 50 drawings of Slenderman. On the drawing, she had written phrases such as, always watching, quote, I want to die, and quote, help me escape my mind. She also had a lot of mutilated dolls with missing heads, arms, legs, and hands. In her browser history showed thousands of internet searches like, quote, how to get away with murder, and quote, what kind of insane am I? So this specifically led investigators to put out a PSA that encouraged parents to pay attention to how their children were using the internet. Right. And just to be more aware of what their kids were doing. I thought you I thought you were gonna say PSA for like mental health watch or something. A little bit. Like they should have done that. I have always said that if I'm able to have children, adopt children, whatever the case may be, like as soon as the niggas can talk and perceive the world around them, they're going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Just because like we all need it with the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like therapy immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, it's like clear through all of this, but really sad that Morgan was recognizing that something was wrong with her Yeah, and she didn't feel like, or she didn't trust herself, her parents, people around her enough to be like, I need, yeah, like something's wrong. And I'm like, what was going on with the parents this whole time? And not, not to blame them. Cause I know how difficult it is to monitor your kids, but I mean, I don't know. the emo scene was still a thing and they probably thought she was just going through a phase. Like we don't really know how much her parents saw of what she was experiencing. Right. It's like, again, like even refer- referencing my own childhood, like I wrote like sad poetry and like mm-hmm. drew sad pictures and things like that. I mean, I was also depressed, but yeah. like, you know, that was also like on trend then. So like maybe they like saw her doing and, you know, embodying some of the things, but also saw that like culturally it was also just happening Yeah, and like dismissed it, which yeah. is sad. That's probably true. And they also, I don't really get into it here because story was long enough, but her parents were kind of like, macabre and like emo Mm. themselves so it wasn't like off that their kid would also be into shit like that yeah um but to see like i want to die on a picture is alarming for sure yeah so peyton was in intensive care for weeks and she was able to return to school in september of 2014 which was four months after the attack and she had 25 scars because of the stabbing that's awful so The judge felt that the um, girls posed a serious threat to society and that they had enough evidence to point to first-degree intentional homicide. And according to the Milwaukee Journal in Wisconsin, if a child is charged with that offense specifically, as young as 10, that the case must be tried as an adult. Oh, wow. 
Wow. <clears throat> wow. Well, they're like 13 at this time, right? They're still 12? They're 12, yeah. yeah. So, But because of this specific charge, specific, <laughs> because of this specific charge and them being over the age of 10, they must be tried by an adult per the law. So each of their bails were set to $500,000. The families couldn't afford that. So they were sent to the West Bend Juvenile Facility all the way up to and through the trial. So Anissa Wire was charged with attempted second-degree homicide, which is a Class B felony. And in 2017, which was three years after the stabbing, she pled guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide. The jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. They believed that she had experienced shared psychotic disorder. And she was sentenced to 25 years to life with at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by communal supervision until age 37. So she had to do her sentence in an institute. Morgan Geyser was charged with attempted first-degree homicide, which is a Class A felony, and she accepted a plea offer where she wouldn't go to trial and she would be evaluated by a psychiatrist to see how long she would need to be in a mental hospital. She later pled guilty, but was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. She was diagnosed with early onset schizophrenia, which is Mm -hmm. extremely early to be diagnosed with that. Mm -hmm. And this is where she finds out that her father also was diagnosed with early onset schizophrenia as a teenager. And that that could have potentially been a hereditary thing. They didn't think that was relevant. (laughs) And that's another reason why these parents are pissing me off. Because yes, there are a lot of reasons why you might be like, oh, my kid's just into this, into this. But if there are signs pointing this way and you already know you have some things in your family, why not at least get her evaluated for that? Not even in your family, in yourself. Like, you know, this is a genetic thing. And I'm sure he went through his own shit when he was diagnosed and started having symptoms. And like, I just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the father did go through different things as a team, but he was able to um, figure it out. And now he lives with counseling and medication and things. So, um, yeah. Morgan was sentenced to sentenced to 40 years to life, which was the maximum sentence. And this also included at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until she was 53 years old, whichever came first. So that would then be followed by continued communal supervision and periodic reevaluations or reinstitution and whatever further treatment she needed. So during her trial, Morgan was committed to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute and was the youngest patient there. So these, what they were sentenced to is like extremely long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially it, at the age of 12. Right. At least um, if we try to look at it in a good way, they weren't sentenced to jail. They were sentenced to mental health institutions where hopefully they're being treated correctly. But probably not. Yeah, probably not. No, those places are terrible. Right. So in an article in New York Magazine, it was stated that Anissa had her good days and her bad. Um, She went through the seventh grade history curriculum twice, but she had multiple breakdowns and she was also put on suicide watch and put in a straight jacket multiple times. They still use straight jackets? Holy shit. Yeah. 
Morgan has been able to get a lot of psychiatric help. Um, She was also diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. And the doctor testified in court that she had been suffering hallucinations since she was three years old. Oh, my God. She would see vivid pictures on the walls, and she had a shit ton of imaginary friends. So both of the girls made appeals. Um, Anissa, at a court hearing on March 10th, 2021, which is literally the other day. Right. She was 19 years old. She submitted a letter to the court that said, quote, I am sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused not just Peyton, but to the community as well. Quote, I hate my actions on May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. And on July 1st, 2021, the Waukesha County Judge Michael Bowen ordered she be released from the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. He gave state officials 60 days to draw up a conditional release plan, and that plan required that Anissa was assigned um, state departmental health services case managers that would track her progress until she was 37 years old, which was the original um, length of commitment. And on September 12, 2021, after about seven and a half years after the stabbing, Anissa Wire was released with multiple stipulations. So those include 24-hour GPS monitoring. She's not allowed to leave Waukesha, Waukesha County without permission. Her internet usage is monitored. She's not allowed to have any forms of social media. Mm. She's required to take medication. She's personally escorted to regular counseling sessions by a caseworker. And she's required to live with her dad throughout all of her probation. And this is the one who's going to be in the 53, right? No, this is the other one. Okay. Yeah. So Morgan, the one, the 50, the one until she's 53, in 2020, an appeals court rejected her petition to be retried as a juvenile. So her attorney basically argued that they should have been charged with attempted second degree intentional homicide rather than first degree. Because, um, not because, but with that, it wouldn't have had that weird rule that you have to be tried as an adult. Mm -hmm. He also argued that she had given her statements to investigators before they read her her Miranda rights. Mm -hmm. So he petitioned the Supreme Court of Wisconsin to review the ruling. And in early 2021, the Wisconsin Supreme Court denied to hear her appeal. So she's still in the institution. Peyton's doing really well. She doesn't want to or hasn't communicated with Anissa or Morgan since the attack. Right. She did an interview with ABC News that um, she said that if she spoke to Morgan, she would thank her. And she said that she would do that because because of what happened, she has the life that she does now. Mm. She says, I have a plan to pursue a career in the medical industry, and that's because of everything I've been through. Mm. Apparently, for a few years after the stabbing, she slept with a pair of scissors under her bed. Mm. And she had a really hard time getting close to family or making friends. But she worked through that. She went to a lot of therapy and she's doing good. (laughs) Um, So as a reaction to this case, the internet phenomenon of Slenderman kind of petered out. In Marble Hornets, the super popular web series about Slenderman stopped making videos and Creepypasta issued a statement that said that Slender Man was indeed fictional. Ooh, this was oh, being, like, ridiculous and silly to, like, really dark and really heavy. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of feelings. 
It kind of reminds me of that show we were watching where they were talking about how people got sentenced to life at the age of like 14 and stuff like mm-hmm. that and they deserve to get out. I, this one is really, really hard. This one is super hard because it's like, okay, yeah, they were 12 and they were naive and, you know, they had all these bullshit plans, like itching people with crackers and stuff. But <laughs> right. I don't, it's like, how how much can you break out of that, that mindset? Obviously, being a sociopath isn't the only factor that led to this, but like, what did they go through and what mental state were they in that was like, that could have been fixed by the rehabilitation? Yeah, I feel like it's like it's sad because we live in a world where you have to unlearn things to relearn things the right way. And I say that because I feel like society makes you sick. And so Mm -hmm. like they're not I don't feel like these two kids specifically are fucked up for no reason. Right. And it's like listening to the with the, the consequences where in a different world, like in a society where I knew they would be handled with care and institution that they get assigned to would be at one that's actually like focused on rehabilitation and would treat them well. Like, and those being the conditions for them to reenter society, like that makes sense to me. Like those don't feel like ridiculous terms. I do think weirdly enough, what stood out to me, like not being able to have social media as a 19 year old in the same way that like having the internet at this point should be a human right because you need it to move through the world. Like, it's really hard to build and maintain friendships and, like, have a social life without social media at this point. It's interesting that they say, like, her internet usage is monitored, but, like, no social media. I don't know why they couldn't just say monitor her, her, her social media. Right. Especially because she can't leave the county. So, like, how is she going to stay in contact with folks? Like, right. That's a... That's isolating. That's like, intentionally. Yeah, it is isolating. I'm not saying I'm, like, empathizing with someone that did something horrible, but I'm just, like, in this world, social media is the way that you socialize. So how is she going to have any social skills or, like feel fulfilled or anything like how does she engage in society if she's like quote-unquote paid her debt Mm -hmm. like without that access and now there's like if you don't have social media that's low-key a red flag for a lot of people yeah it's gonna be makes it more difficult to get a job don't exist yeah no linkedin no nothing right right okay cool i don't know i have like back and forth feelings about how they decided like who was the i guess main perpetrator Mm -hmm. because i feel like Yes, Morgan was the one who originally brought the idea, but Anissa was the one. Anissa was the one who, like, continued to perpetrate this idea that Slenderman was real. And I feel like Anissa, maybe not intentionally, but she kind of like pumped Morgan up, knowing that she was sick. Mm-hmm. Saying like "Go, Kitty, go ballistic!" Like you right. know that she's not okay, mm-hmm. and you're like encouraging her to do these heinous things and not that i don't think that morgan didn't like make the decision but it's just like it's interesting that anisa's out morgan's not going to be out for another 40 years or whatever and not that i think they should both be in jail i think that i don't know i feel like i don't know what it also gives like morgan was more demonized because she does have a mental illness i mean i know she was on one holding the knife that's clear but it's like like you're saying like they were like well, Morgan was clearly the, like, orchestrator, the evil one, the fucked yeah. up one. Because but, she's, like... Yeah, but Anissa was also sitting there, like, you know, saying, oh, we, we need to do this, we need to do this, like, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I can't do it because I'm squeamish, so you have to do it. Like, right. I don't know. This is an interesting one. Yeah. And they're so fucking young. 
Yeah, they are really young. Twelve is a baby. It's oh my god! I cannot even fathom doing something like that, or or, or knowing of somebody who did something like that. I don't 12. even feel like they understand what they did. Yeah, like yeah. I, it just doesn't seem like they get it. Yeah, like yeah, they can't. They can't. They were twelve. Yeah, I mean to confess immediately and just be sitting them by the highway with these bloody clothes on, like it's all good. Like, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were just doing this so we could go hang out with Slender Man, like. Clearly, you don't understand the gravity of any of this. You don't get it. They're not coming back. Like, it also kind of reminds me of um, the act. Yeah. How, like, whenever they were planning out killing mm-hmm. her mom, they kind of had these other personalities that yeah. they kind of clung to to be able to do it. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Yeah, you know? it and does. So that even speaks to, like, them kind of being in, like, this fantasy world and thinking that it's a game and probably not right. mm-hmm. the gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't include this last thing um so morgan thought that her kind of persona when she got to the slender man's house was going to be this like killer cat she was going to be this like cat that killed people for the slender man and that's kind of why she was like i'm a kitty cat don't worry about it yeah Yeah. that's crazy very all these cat stories. Right, it's been a cat ass day. <laughs> My cat just threw up in the other room. Yeah, special edition cat episode. <laughs> Fun. After I spent four hours cleaning up. Thanks, Stokely. Perfect. <laughs> okay, we will be back. Okay, we're back. But should this be a crime? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? I was like, but I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I should do the dance without the jingle. <laughs> I was having fun too in my head. I was like, should it be a crush? Um, Thank you. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm about to lunch on a chocolate cover only, everybody. Just a one. Covered, not dusted. <laughs> no, I need a little something sweet after my goldfish <laughs> always need some sweet after salty always need some salty after sweet. every like, single day. every single time mm-hmm. yeah is that like a get older type thing mm-hmm. okay you said it's like getting older yeah oh my god no <laughs> i feel like it is because i don't remember ever being like that as a kid Me either. yeah i just remember only wanting sweet stuff when i was younger yeah maybe that's maybe it's we want the other things more now that we're adults mm-hmm. actually always i never really was a huge sweet person and like literally up until this year i didn't really like get dessert at restaurants and things like that really like, really and the only like sweet things i like still pretty pretty much up until now it's like chocolate like Mm-hmm. Those uh, sour patch kids, those are not for me. Those are for guests. Like, yeah. I don't like they're for that me. Kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> That's my favorite kid. Oh, okay. You and Taz both. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey, Taz. <laughs> yeah, he was a little shout out. <laughs> he gets scared like you. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Should this be a crime? Yeah. Should it? Let's find out. Y'all want me to just read this article? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, so the title of it is Tom Hanks tells fan to back off, back the fuck off, excuse me. As they nearly knock over Rita Wilson. National treasure Tom Hanks transformed from actor to protector when a group of crazed fans got too close to his wife, Rita Wilson. The Oscar winning actor became enraged when the overzealous group nearly knocked over Wilson, who ended up losing her footing and wobbling away while out in New York City Wednesday night. Stop it, Wilson sixty five shouted. My wife, back the fuck off. Knocking over my wife, Hanks, also 65, then screamed before the couple hustled into a waiting car. 
I love that energy. I, I love that. Love that. Am I white? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, fuck you thought. <laughs> um, one fan could demean her to apologizing, saying, sorry about that, Tom. <laughs> Not on a first name basis. Right. Bitch, I don't know you. You better say Mr. Hanks. Right, right. Exactly. Or Thomas. Right. I don't even know if that's <laughs> 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 the name. is something ridiculous. like right. Tom or like Will Smith. It probably <laughs> is. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Forrest Gump star has been on a press tour to promote his upcoming Bass Lerman-directed film, Elvis, for a few weeks. I didn't know he was involved in that. Earlier this month, he attended a screening in Brisbane, Australia, alongside the lead actor, Austin Butler. Wilson and Hanks have been married for 34 years. They met in 1981 on the set of Bosom Buddies, a sitcom that ran from 1980 to 1982. At the time, Hanks was still married to his first wife. Oh, well. <laughs> Our no. sweetheart, Samantha Luz. With whom he had two children, actor son Colin Hanks, 44, and daughter Elizabeth Hanks, 40. Damn. Tom and Wilson went on to welcome two sons of their own, actor and rapper Chet Hanks. He's a rapper? Please. Since when? Right. I don't know. You mean poser? No. He's 31 and Truman Hanks, 26. Not with the same age, please. (laughs) Chet is battle. Chet has, that's the should this be a crime Chet Hanks. is it a crime to be Chet Hanks? <laughs> it is absolutely Chet has battled with his own demons over the years but just recently marked nine months of sobriety good for him yeah despite his dad's flawless reputation Chet claimed in February that he did not have a strong male role model growing up your daddy was Woody my nigga are you kidding me he <laughs> was the male role model you're just what I'm saying you're my daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> your dad was a castaway <laughs> Child, what is going oh, on? No. Damn, that's very wild. These white kids don't know how good they have it. They really don't. Right, Rich, famous, and your daddy is literally Tom Hanks. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do for the rest of your life. And he does. <laughs> yeah, and he does. Yeah. You have all these things that they want, so they're trying to fucking throw their shade at you so you can feel shitty about yourself because they're jealous. I needed to hear that. Chet explained. What? I'm okay. not sure. Um, I didn't have anyone to tell me that. This is me now telling the younger version of myself what I needed to hear then. And that is how they chose to end their article. That is strange. That is very strange. It didn't have anything to do with... Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> this is this is also going to get me um, some lashings, but... <laughs> some lashings? <laughs> I'm going to get my ass beat. I hate that he's not ugly. Chet? I, I hate that. Carter and I both. Listen, both no, okay, I mean, I know what he looks like, but I need to. I'm look speaking closer. from the Z-Way interview. When he did the interview with Z-Way, he he did not look bad at all. I'm gonna specifically look up the Z-Way, interview. and I and I hate that, and I hate that. Please, first of all, why is it's this you? Okay? No, that's not. That is <laughs> that not looks like every white boy from. I said school. the Z-Way interview. <laughs> why is his shirt off? You like Michael Sarah right there? I don't want that. Please, not Michael Sarah. Don't do Michael Sarah. First of all, I'll fuck him before Chet. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look bad. Yeah, you're right. You know when when white boys get that same uh, lineup on their beard mm-hmm. that makes them look like Drake? Mm-hmm. I feel like he tries to do that so they can yeah, fuck black sure. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why they ended that article. Now we're thinking about change. Right. We don't, yeah. I said chank. We don't <laughs> forgot all about Tom. Right. Um, I definitely love him defending his wife. He looks enraged in the subtle, like he was ready to throw hands. Yes. And the bar is so low for energy. men. Yeah. Like, so I probably would have been second dick in the car. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> 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 <Period>. <laughs> Drop a roll up the pot to you, please. <laughs> <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> right. That's not a crime. I mean, okay. So Carter and I watched the Kardashians, right? We're mm-hmm. catching up. So we just kind of saw episodes of when the paparazzi was getting really, really wild. When with Kim, Kim was pregnant. When Kim was pregnant. I don't think it's acceptable at any times, but back then it made more sense to me because we didn't have like social media like we do now. People weren't like constant, like having their cell phones with them all the time, like constantly taking pictures. We just weren't like as accessible or celebrities weren't as accessible to us then as they are now. So paparazzi was the only time where you saw celebrities outside of like the movies Mm -hmm. or like TV shows. Right. Nowadays... That doesn't exist. Like, why are why do paparazzi still exist? Yeah. Where are they selling their pictures? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't look for paparazzi pictures. Right. Yeah. At I mean, all. It's so weird because People Magazine still clearly buys paparazzi pictures. People, I mean, listen to Beyond the Blinds. People still call True. paparazzi on themselves. But I'm like, so for what purpose? Yeah. Where are these pictures going? Why are they out there? The only time it makes sense to me is when something actually like salacious happens, mm-hmm. like TMZ type. Yeah. yeah. Drama. But like yeah. so much so to the point where. Times square right and you're pushing somebody over or being like yeah. um y'all really be, i mean it's it's making for great memes that one with um ben affleck outside smoking that cigarette <laughs> that shit that's just hilarious. funny as fuck <laughs> classic it is. it is a good one <laughs> but sure. other than that i don't i don't even know of any specific pictures that i the last one that i saw that actually was like oh my god was like when kristen stewart got caught yeah making out with that director yeah dude, or whatever and even then like the next day that shit was over you mean she was cheating on Robert Pattinson oh yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> translucent ass <laughs> <laughs> are y'all team Edward or team Jacob of course I'm team Edward okay so I, I was say team, of course I was team Jacob at first because I'm vampire daddy <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that <laughs> that actually does make a lot of sense though it's coming all together <laughs> but what were you saying Oh, oh, I was saying, I was team Jacob at first, but now that I'm older, I'm team Carlisle. Oh, oh fair. Okay. I mean, we're doing daddy yeah. and Carly. Ooh. That's a mic. Not see, look. I'm getting it off like that. A mustache, I want to ride. That's like, <laughs> now, please. That scene when he was patching Bella up. Car- Listen. <sighs> I was like, why is this movie so fucking horny? It was, it was very, very sexual. I was like, is it supposed to be this way? I don't remember this in the book. Well, here's the thing. The first we're getting off on a whole tangent now. Don't know I can talk about they, like, they love us. Day. But um the first movie was actually directed by a woman and like had the same like had a similar vision as Stephanie Meyer. So mm-hmm. like it was softer, it was dreamlike, it mm-hmm. was like teen girls, like fantasy, but still like Pure because De- Stephanie Meyer is a uh, Mormon. Mormon, that's mm-hmm. what it is. But then when they saw that the movies could actually be successful and they like broke box office numbers and stuff like that, they got like these real quote unquote real directors mm-hmm. involved and like they were men and like they thought the movie should look a particular way, so they turned up the sex and mm-hmm. all the lights and the lighting and all the things. So mm-hmm. that's what happened with that. It was very horny. I love <laughs> yeah. the first movie. The first movie was great and it, it was, was blue really good. and it was just mm-hmm. so like it felt like a indie movie. It was like, like campy and yeah. dramatic. I I saw an interview with Kristen Stewart and she said like Twilight started off as indie mm-hmm. and then yeah, because they didn't it did so well yeah it became mainstream yeah so that makes sense to me they yeah. have no respect on that shit at yeah. all but yeah back to the paparazzi though yeah so I, I mean it doesn't make sense and even like with the Kristen Stewart thing like at least it makes enough sense like you're far away from them like why are you I don't feel like paparazzi should be so thirsty at this day and age where they're like knocking people over. Yeah, yeah. no. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, just like we were talking about last night, like being famous, 
I'm going to need us to have set hours. Like, you can try to take pictures of me between these hours. Don't touch me physically. Don't touch my people physically. Right. See, I would be like, a, what was it, Courtney Love kind of? Mm-hmm. I'd be, like, ridiculous, like, shoving them back and shit, like Kanye, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because for me, I would be annoyed that they were touching me, yes. But then, like, if I'm out with, like, y'all or something like that, and, like, you get knocked over, I'm going I'm to go fucking, yeah. like, wow. Like, yeah. I'm fighting. Yeah. Like, I'm fighting all of y'all. This is in the ground? What? What yeah. are y'all doing? You're doing too much. We're wearing heels. Like, come yeah. on now. <laughs> I was going to say the, the hours thing. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe because we live in the Bible Belt. We can't sell alcohol before a certain time during the day. Mm-hmm. We can't sell alcohol after a certain time during the day. Why is it legal for a person to follow you around who you don't know with a camera and sell pictures of you? That's like, weird. how is that not stalking? That's st- that is literally Ooh, stalking. That is a good question. That is no, literally stalking. Literally. <clears throat> how do they, what is the loophole there? Not I don't know. More. I don't I even think they can, can they even regulate it? Because like you, don't you need to know like the paparazzo's like name? Right. Like, in order to see like a being able to I mean, there are some that are like, that have been in the industry for years. Like the ones that were featured in Britney Spears' documentary. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that, know her. that pissed me off. Oh yeah. my God. That literally me pissed too. me off because when they drove her off the deep end and then when they interviewed them, they were like, oh, well that was, I mean, we didn't know. Like, right. We, right. Like you can't even take accountability decades later. Yeah. She shaved her head and was trying to beat y'all with an umbrella. That, those photos of her when she was in the, that shit, I'm about to cry right now. But when she was in the fucking fast food restaurant and she was like mm-hmm. crying holding her son mm-hmm. and they were just taking pictures of her and then she tried to drive home. They said that she was like endangering her child. That shit was like, yeah. ooh, y'all are sick. Like yeah. y'all are sick. I literally got such a bad taste in my mouth from that shit because I didn't really, I don't really know the culture around like paparazzi and like, Especially in LA, because we don't paparazzi don't give a fuck about celebrities in Atlanta. We see them at Panera Bread, like it's nothing. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is here. So I don't know what drives people to get in their car or run up and down the street taking pictures of strange folks, and then to the point where like you see this person having a mental breakdown, or you see this person's pregnant or something like that, and you getting so close, you knocking bitches over. The right. fuck is wrong with y'all? And not only that, they're like verbally assaulting them. Right. Yeah. Like meanly. Yeah. Yeah. Like when um. When uh, oh, Gabrielle Union and uh, Dwayne Wade, when they had their breakup and mm-hmm. he had a break baby or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, how do you feel about being a stepmom? And then it was like, what's clicking in her face? Yeah. You could see that she was about to cry. Like, she yeah. was trying so hard to keep it together. I would not be able to keep it together. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. pussy. I would have been like crying and throwing up on the escalator. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that's not even close to the worst kind of shit they let come out of their mouth. No, like, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should definitely be stalking and verbal abuse. Yeah, and I don't get how that's legal. So yeah, I said to crime. People deserve their privacy. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like being famous like means you owe us your life's blood. Like I feel like there's certain things you need to like get over and accept. People are gonna want to take pictures with you, like mm-hmm. bands and stuff. Like, yeah, be ugly to folks for no reason. But, yeah, but you always have the right to say no. And then right. the etiquette should be like if a person says no, then you back the fuck up. Yeah, right. that type shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people are definitely gonna want to you know take you pictures and stuff. yelling wild shit at me trying to take my picture you're gonna get more than a photo of my friend <laughs> the only photo is carter right. like this first <laughs> didn't um didn't chameleon try to get a picture with uh chameleon with michael jordan and he was like oh i don't take pictures with niggas so Ooh, shit like that. <laughs> i know this is a thing this is a thing i don't I'm know if it was up. I what? think it was chameleonaire. First of all, I haven't heard the word chameleonaire in like 15 years. Oh my god. Okay. That I was, is so I used funny. To love <laughs> I used to love her. I love niggas from Texas. <laughs> and they, and they <laughs> niggas from Texas be fun. They be fun as shit. Oh my god. When they grills and shit, I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> when rapper Chameleon had the opportunity to meet Jordan, his hero, he asked MJ for a picture with him. Not only did Jordan brush him off, but he also cursed him out and disrespected him by saying, you know what, I tell you what, you pay 15000 right now for a jersey from me and I'll take a picture with you. <laughs> Michael Jordan was an asshole, though. This is literally from a list called 10 instances of Michael Jordan being just plain mean. <laughs> he was a dick, though. He was a dick. And even his docuseries that came out a couple of years ago, he was still a dick in that and he produced it. He Wait, did he die? No. no. Oh, y'all keep saying it was. I'm like, what? Oh, I mean, it's like away but, from the spotlight. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not I'm sure he's still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we called up his housekeeper right now. They were right. like, yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think you can have that much money and not be a dick. That's why I would give it away. I don't ever want to be in that kind of pop. Power. Yeah, someone asked me recently, like, when we have to kill and eat all the billionaires, Beyonce too. And I was like, I mean, yeah, because, like, there's no reason for anyone to have a billion dollars. It's just really not. Like, I'm a bop to the music and I'm still in the beehive. But if it came to a point where we have to, like, get rid of the billionaires in a real way, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to be like that photo of Wesley Snipes crying while he's holding it. <laughs> but, but I feel like Beyonce would just give all her shit away, though. She'd be like, I ain't got nothing. I'm poor just like y'all. If that's the case, then she should do it now. See, that's not something about her character. You that's, know what I mean? very, true. that's very true. That's true. That's very fucking true. There's just no reason to have a billion dollars. It's not. I would start a commune, honestly. I would just fund the whole commune. Right. Like, like niggas would just have free a housing. Billion, like, I can't even grasp my mind around what that is. You can't earn a million dollars they did a um math that they did a like an equation or whatever and it's like oh you earn like i don't know a hundred thousand dollars per day since the year like 1492 or some shit like that it literally still won't add up to like if you you if you had done that but from the year 1500 up until now mm-hmm. it still wouldn't equal a big a billion dollars because you can't earn a billion dollars that is so like it's just so <laughs> like that doesn't yeah. make sense and i think that people don't understand the scale of a billion versus a million so they don't really know how to like yeah how to scale it or like just i just understand that it's too much right uh, yeah i can't wait i looked up how much wait let me make sure i'm looking at the right thing i'm trying to see how much money could a billionaire give every american oh but i can't find the answer well um i was looking up how much money beyonce earned in Coachella from Coachella and don't quote me y'all this is Google I don't know what I'm looking at but basically it said that she was paid between 8 and 12 million dollars that's why for her Coachella performance <sighs> yeah oh my god like, none of that money, money should have went to her bank account she don't need it <laughs> exactly it, it should be a cap have. like once you hit a certain cap it's like okay you just perform performing for fun at this point right let that shit go back to the people so we can earn a little bit of check. Mm. Northwest's estate. Northwest, the what? Eight-year-old? Yeah, nine-year-old. Whatever. It's worth almost a billion dollars. Are you kidding? In assets and things that have been put in her name and her trust by her parents. She will never have to think about money. Ever. Yeah, she's like, Kanye's favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. It is true. <laughs> I mean, she's the first. That makes sense. <laughs> Oh, we're the first, always the favorite. I love that. That was my grandparents. Well, my grandpa's favorite. (laughs) I'm Papa's favorite, y'all. I don't care. I don't care. It's just me and my brother, so I don't know. I feel like 
I don't know which which one am I. It's like it's a fifty fifty chance that I might be. I don't know. <laughs> Not good luck, me. <laughs> yeah, I love me. Uh, but I am the first daughter, the first niece, and the first granddaughter. Oh damn! So it's like you had a it all. Yeah, so you did triple fame, yeah, triple trifecta fam, or whatever the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, this got away from right. Me. I don't even know. Y'all, y'all are hanging out with us uh, at this point. Tom Hanks is not a crime. Chet no. Hanks is a crime. Yes. Paparazzi a crime. Yeah, yeah most definitely. I'm favorite still up in the air. I like being favorite. So yeah. Beyonce not a crime. Beyonce is a billionaire. Crime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Maybe she'll surprise us in the next few years and give away all her money. Well, well she released house music, so that's a first surprise. <laughs> Keep on surprising us, girl. Do the right thing. Send right. me a check. Right. So what's your politics, Beyonce? People are hurting. Right. <laughs> My refrigerator stopped working. Help me. <laughs> no, sir. Mm. Um, well, if you stuck with us this far, thanks. Uh, we love you too. And uh, you can find us online at um, I Killer Podcast on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, and I Killer Pod on Twitter. And because I remember this time. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, basically everywhere except Pandora, because fuck them. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.